There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Give me the update. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. Dirt. We want the dirt. On My Talk. My Talk. Did you want to tell me something? something? A blaster used by Harrison Ford's character Han Solo in the film Return of the Jedi has sold at an auction in New York for $550,000. Whoa. Okay, the weapon is uh, mostly of wood. It's previously spent more than 30 years in the possession of the film's art director, James Shope. Um, I'm going to be putting it in our Disney shelf. Uh, Don't forget to shadow box it. Yeah. My gosh. Um, Okay, so it's sold. There's also a lightsaber used by Mark Hamill in the first two Star Wars films. It fetched $450,000. And he was nominated for an Oscar for his work on that film. Um, He put about 40 other items up for auction, including an Ewok axe. I gotta be careful there. Ewok axe. Ewok axe. <laughs> yeah. And also plans for Jabba the Hutt ship. The Ewok axe went for eleven thousand two hundred and fifty, and another blaster prop fetched ninety thousand. Um, oh so this is wow. Julian's auctions. If you have a lot of money and you wanna, you know, spend some money on stuff like that, we would be glad to take the donation to Jason's collection. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jason Matheson Foundation. Yes, yes exactly. Uh, let's see here. Um, Bridget Nielsen, she had her baby. This is her fifth baby, and she is 54 years old. Her oldest son is Julian, and he is 34 years old, so that's the age difference there between her new baby. Um, but hey, she has four sons. This is her first daughter. That's so sweet. Aww. Aww, it's sweet. always so special to have a little girl so congratulations to her and then we have joanna Gaines. she um welcomed another child her and chip Gaines. they have four other children as well so they have a brand new baby brother named crew which makes me sad because another baby means only one thing less room for me to be adopted right all right maybe you can apply to be a farmhand Okay. Um, would you hire me as a farmhand? I mean, you could probably trick someone. And, you know, you, you give a good first impression, you know. Lex. Put on your clothes and off you go. Lex, would you hire me as a farmhand? Actually, I think you do uh, a great job. I do. Uh, you're very sweet, okay. but no. I shan't do physical labor. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, on TV tonight, uh, Running Wild with Bear Grylls. That's uh, on NBC, Derek Huff, guest stars. We have The Bachelorette on uh, ABC, and then we have So You Think He Can Dance on Fox. And that's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. 
Thank you for the update, honey. Dirt Alert updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended Dirt Alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. Report back to me in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Can we talk hey, everybody. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. It is 8.05 on this Monday, June 25th, 2018. Pride Monday is what we're calling it around here. Full disclosure, we're operating uh, at about 40. Our battery is about 40%. Uh, low power mode. Yeah. Low power mode. It's our, yellow. Our screen is dark. We can't stream anything. And we can only receive calls. We can't make calls. So. It's like airplane we are, mode. We, we are. We are barely here, is what yeah. I'm telling you. And uh, oh, you just said that, and I went woohoo, and my mic was off. So, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Barely here. Yep. Yeah. We are refreshing some things around here. Uh, we washed the floors. Uh, Dawn uh, uh, vacuumed the drapes. We're making some changes, adding some features, uh, moving some around. We have the debut of Second Chance Friendship tomorrow at seven thirty. Very excited about that. Oh, yes. Uh, it was a wonderful idea that Don and I had at a staff meeting a couple uh, weeks <laughs> Fantastic. ago. Wonderful, wonderful idea. Uh, but today we're excited because we're making permanent a segment that we did from time to time. You may not know this, but Don McLean is a woman of many talent. Uh, Which talents. Stephanie Hansen, by the way, finds hilarious. Yeah, hysterical. <laughs> But Dawn is a country music star. She can do music radio. She was a, a theater major. She can play the Wicked Witch. Uh, Ghostbusters story. Uh, she is a paranormal investigator. Skydiver. Uh, she's a skydiver, oh, and yeah. she actually got a degree. This is not a joke. From Dream yeah. University, or where where was it from? <laughs> um, actually, if you want to do it yourself, you can go to dreamschool.org. I went to a physical location with the School of Metaphysics. They're there great people. They're just they're just awesome. So every Monday at the top of the eight o'clock hour, we are going to do this. Why don't you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. degree comes in very handy for you. Did you have a dream where you skydive with Leonardo DiCaprio? Are you having a reoccurring dream? Did you have a scary dream? Dawn is here to help. And what's the great thing about this is uh, listen closely because sometimes people have similar dreams and sometimes the meetings are similar. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to the phone line first. And this is about a recurring dream. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Uh, what, tell us. Uh, tell us in the audience about this is a recurring dream, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for interpreting this dream because it's been driving me crazy. Perfect. But so I can be dreaming just any random crazy dream, and a piece of a dream. Uh, so I'll all of a sudden be chewing gum, and it's like the gum is stuck in my teeth, and I'm just pulling and pulling like. I'm like, oh, sorry, don't mind me. I'm just pulling this gum out of my teeth that's mm. stuck here. And it's, I'm pulling so hard, it's like I'm waiting for my teeth to pull out, to come out. Is that mm. how hard I'm trying to get it out? 
And it's to the point now where when this happens, like I just had this happen on Saturday night. I like know I'm dreaming. Like I'm telling myself, this is that dream. I'm, is it, you know, this doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. in real life. Yes, yeah, so you're so lucid and you realize it's a dream. Nuts. Okay. Yeah. All right, so it's reoccurring, which means your soul's trying to get in touch with you and tell you something over and over again that you're not really listening to. And the, right. the dream's always the dream is always about the dreamer. It sounds like there aren't other people in the dream, so that's good. Uh, right. No, I mean good, meaning it makes it less complicated for me to interpret. Essentially, okay. food is knowledge. And when you think of the form and function of gum, it really isn't anything that's going to give you any substance or, or, um, or any nourishment. It's not mm-hmm. a food, really. So there are times in your life where you are taking in information that you know is really not really that great for you. You don't really, it's not really productive for you. It does. It's not going to do anything for you. And that can be really, like, distracting to you. You also don't know how to process it. And in those moments, you feel like it's sort of, um, it's corroding your foundation as a person. So... Maybe it's those times where you're like, this is pointless. Why are we even talking about this? Why am I taking this in? This isn't going to do anything for me in my life. And you don't really express that. So what happens is that you are now dreaming and your soul's going, hey, you don't need to take in that garbage because it's really not doing it. It might seem fun for a little bit because it's like gum, but it's not Mm -hmm. going to give you any nourishment. Oh, that's fascinating. And when your teeth are coming out, it makes you nervous in the moment that you're consuming a bunch of stuff that's not, it's going to you know, break away that yeah. foundation that you have. So, oh. Wow. Okay. That's good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank okay. you so much. Bye. Six, Thanks, guys. Six, I love you guys. Thank you. 651-641-1071. Dreamweaver Dawn. We got an email from Sherry. This is a pretty simple one, Dawn, mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm sure it's a lot of people have this one, so they'll be able to relate. She writes, I dream several times a week that I can fly in houses, in large buildings, above the earth. It's peaceful and happy with no drama. Mm-hmm. That's pretty general, Dawn, but is there is there an interpretation? Is there a meaning with those type of drama-free flying dreams? Yes, these are the best dreams that you can have because what's happening Ooh. is that there in your day, there were times where you felt limitless. You felt like that you could achieve anything and you also could view in those moments you weren't stuck in anything negative you can sort of view your life on a different level and it's all very positive i mean she obviously says there's no drama but those flying dreams are great it's the best time in your life when you really feel like you're on point with who you are what you you should be doing here so yes keep dreaming about flying oh that's a good one yeah that's a good one well, I give uh, all of the contact information, Dawn. I know our phone lines are exploding. Mm-hmm. If you want to go ahead and get those real quick, sure. we'll uh, we'll let people know. If you would like to get your dream interpreted and you're away from the phone, all you have to do is drop us an email. You can email us on our show page. Go to mytalk1071.com and click on Jason and Alexis in the morning. Or you can Twitter us at uh, Lex and the Cities, Dawn at Dark, and Jason Matheson. Lex, do you dream a lot? Oh, Hello? sorry. Yes, Jason. Oh. I'm sorry. I was fielding the calls. <laughs> oh, I was getting I'm the sorry. calls going. I, I wasn't nope. sure who was doing that. Okay, yeah, I'm no sorry, problem. Lex. I, was... I, 
I I heard your question. I do dream, but I don't remember them. I'll remember. Oh, I'll wake up and I'll go. That was weird. Now, if I have a reoccurring dream, like the angry leprechaun, <laughs> when I was trying to reach for the can of corn, that yeah. one I remember because I had it multiple times. Yeah. There'll be some dreams that I have specifically recently about my grandmother. And um, those ones have resonated because I will wake up and go, I need to remember this. But otherwise, yeah. I don't remember them. How about you, Jace? I don't dream a lot. When I do, I try to remember them. I don't move and I don't think about anything else so that I can remember the dream. I heard that's a tool to remember your dreams. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yes. My, Mikey's on line one. This is about zombies. Let's go to line one. We are doing Dreamweaver <laughs> Dawn, the debut. Hi, Mikey. Hi. Hi. Okay, so he just kind of ran down some of this for me on on the phone on hold here. Um, okay, so he's dreaming about zombies, correct, Mikey? Yeah. Okay, you're going into a warehouse. You have a stash of guns. Sounds like a Walking Dead or some type of typical yeah, zombie kinda. movie. Okay. But- the warehouse goes on forever. There's mm-hmm. just room after room after room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, death is change in a dream, and zombies are a representation of something, a part of yourself that um, you you know that it it's a part of you that's changed, but it's slow to change. You are not accepting of that change. And then another uh, part of yourself, the person that has the guns, gun a gun is uh, is an implement of change. So you you are trying to force that other part of yourself to go through the process of change. So you feel uh, like um, you're having to force part of yourself to change with that. Well, a gun is a a tool for change, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes so. Sense. Okay, so that's my long and short of it. And as far as the warehouse going on forever, um, any building or structure is your mind. So there's a lot of things that you know that you have a very vast mind and you recognize that um, you store a lot of things in there. And so you need to explore all all those aspects. I like that. Knowing, yeah, a building. What did you say, Don? A building is your... Your mind. Yeah, a building. The, uh, thank you, dream. Mikey. I'm gonna thank you, Mikey. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, so any if you're dreaming of a house, that is your mind. Mm. Oh, and each floor represents a different thing. So. Dreamweaver Dawn every Monday at 8 a.m. Let's go. Let's do one more. We'll give it to Stacy on line two. Stacy, uh, you're dreaming of being in a board meeting. Here's the situation. I am actually, in my mind, in a board meeting sitting around rows of tables for, let's just say in a square, and everybody is facing each other. Mm-hmm. I look down and I have no pants on. Ooh. I'm totally naked. Mm-hmm. And to make matters worse, my legs are not shaved. Ooh. And in my dream, I'm very <laughs> embarrassed and I'm thinking, how am I going to move out of this room without mm-hmm. anybody seeing me? <laughs> so I'm trying to hide behind, let's just say a book bag or briefcase, just trying to hide my lower self Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i'm so embarrassed in my dream and i've had this probably three times okay and do you normally go to board meetings is is it something where you're um is that your normal work environment no where you have meetings okay (laughs) no it's not okay well i think just generically what you're doing is you're having a meeting of the minds all of the parts of yourself are coming together and there are ways before you had this dream the day before where um, you were very honest with yourself and that's sometimes hard to take because you recognize something about yourself and it had to do with your productivity 
since it's a board meeting and it's a it's supposed to be something well a lot of times they are but meetings are supposed to be and work is is represents your productivity so i would say you were honest with yourself and it had to do with your productivity and um you had to sort of face that and there were other parts of you that were probably you wouldn't want to know this about yourself so <clears throat> did you think that you were wasting a lot of time maybe or it's it's a little bit hard to interpret here just taking yeah. this call cold but that's um, fine yeah. well does that make sense of... to you at all yeah it kind of does because i've been going through this this phase where you know you're at a certain part of your life you start to just kind of reflect mm-hmm. on your life as far as family as far as career as far as is this where i wanted to be at this age mm-hmm. kind of reflective yeah yeah and i've noticed mm-hmm. that this dream, I'm actually, I can actually feel my emotions in this dream. I'm feeling embarrassed. Mm. I'm thinking of like, that where have I, what have I been doing? Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that's a little bit, a little bit of information for you. Thank you, sweetie. And thanks yeah, everyone thank that you. called every Monday at the top of the eight o'clock hour. When we come back, everybody, the one and only Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, everybody. It's time to get caught up with the biggest entertainment stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Well, hello. Happy Monday, you guys. Happy Monday. Hey, nice to be with you. Hello. Hope you all had fun at Pride. It looked great. Yes. Oh, it was a blast. I loved all the images, and I loved your shirts, and I loved the whole float and everything. It was very cute. Um, you know, Roseanne Barr says uh, that she definitely feels remorse for the racist tweet that prompted ABC to cancel her Roseanne revival. She did a podcast interview um, with a longtime friend of hers who's a rabbi. And on Sunday, uh, an edited transcript was published and a recording of the conversation. And um, she spoke through tears through much of the interview which is the first since the cancellation of Roseanne. And she was uh, very upset that people don't accept her explanation where she blamed taking Ambien for a tweet that we all remember uh, compared former Obama advisor Valerie Jarrett to a person created by the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes is what she said. Um, Roseanne Barr went on to say uh, of her tweet that she has made herself a hate magnet um, she says they don't ever stop. They don't accept my apology or explanation. And I've made myself a hate magnet. And she went on to say, and as a Jew, it's just horrible. It's horrible. Um, and she said, I said to God, I'm willing to accept whatever consequences this brings because I know I've done wrong. I'm going to accept what the consequences are. But she does say that she of her tweet that it didn't mean what people thought it meant. And she said, but I have to face that it hurt people. And when you hurt people, even unwillingly, there's no excuse. Yeah, You know, I think um, she's definitely facing the consequences. Absolutely. She's certainly facing the consequences. And I think she's definitely taken the right step in saying, I'm not going to um, take any creative credit nor any financial gain from the spinoff yep. that will allow the cast and the crew of Roseanne to continue to work without her. And, um, you know, she clearly feels very badly about what she said. It's like, you got to hope that people see things like this as a learning moment and then can do better next time. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I said earlier and I'll, I'll keep this short. My feeling is when you said, you know, people thinking or people saying that it's clear that she's sorry. 
I would agree with that. But I have a problem because I look this news cycle now that we live in, people forget, you know, it's like the next story is two seconds later. But I remember the day after she apologized, the day after she was fired, when she apologized, she felt horrible. She felt horrible for the staff. She even said, and then the next day, she unloaded on Sarah Gilbert. She yeah. unloaded on Michael Fishman. She, tweet, she tweeted something else about Valerie Jarrett. Yeah, she clearly so, shouldn't be tweeting. <laughs> she clear, but but is the but the tweeting is that the res, it, w, 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 the chicken or the egg? I mean, she clearly shouldn't be tweeting. Is that but that is that is that stuff really in her heart? And that's why I have to take a pause before I just accept that she's truly sorry which i don't like being like that i because i'm a fan i i enjoyed her i've been a fan since 85 but if she hadn't done that thing on day two if she had just apologized and and was consistent with her feelings but my oh my i i don't know i think it was anger in the beginning uh, yeah i think it was anger and i think there is something in all of us that has like we have this deep desire to defend ourselves and, yeah. and this isn't excusing her behavior either, but it's maybe offering a little bit of like context and an explanation that I think she apologized right away and then went through this. Well, wait a second. And, and got in like this angry. The problem is she's working all of this out on social media. Yep. That was the problem. And I think there, you know, you can think about even like, you know, fights with your significant others when you've maybe you've been in the wrong, but then you're like, well, I'm sorry. But then it's like, well, you know what? It wasn't that bad compared to what other people do. And then it's right. Okay. Well then maybe you're facing consequences. Right. Right. You know, I think she, how she worked that out. And she says she told ABC that she promised that she would get off Twitter and her kids took it away from her. Her kids (laughs) were saying, mom, you have to stop. And um, sometimes it takes time for things to resonate. And I guess we're grateful that she got there this quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But you just can't work those work through those emotions. And like being in a defensive place is never good on social media. Nope. Okay. Um, Adele is working on a new album. Isn't this wonderful news? I'm so excited. She had a meeting about a project earlier this month. She's going to spend much of the summer writing the record. This is what Page Six is reporting today. She's working towards a release date of Christmas 2019. She's back in the UK and plans to write there. You know what, Adele? Just do whatever you have to do to write. Just... You know, have some tea, have some space, get some, you know, comfy jammies, whatever works for you. We How old is Adele right you. now? Is she 30? Yeah. She's 30. Okay, perfect. 30. This is 30. This is this will be her first album in her 30s, you guys. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's perfect. very exciting. Um, okay, some fun uh, marriage and baby news over the weekend. Uh, Kit Harrington and Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones got married in Scotland, and the photos are just to die for oh. cute. How much fun. Oh, my gosh. It's a gosh. shame they're not attractive. It yeah. really is. A, it's a real bummer. They uh, got married at a church on the grounds of Rose Leslie's family's estate. She wore this long-sleeved ivory dress, which oh. I just loved. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And the joy that's just radiating from those photos. I mean, she's just beaming. She is beaming. It is so cute. Uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines had a baby named Crew, their fifth child. And then Brigitte Nielsen gave birth to her fifth child at the age of 54. It was a busy weekend, guys. It was a busy week. And then the season finale of Westworld was last night. And that was, oh, I can't wait to watch. People are saying it was really crazy. So I I can't wait to watch that. I haven't gotten into that show at all. I might need to watch it. You might need to. Yeah. Elizabeth Reese today at 3 in Twin Cities Live. Uh, We will be back after these words. 
Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk model 7-1 on the brand new app. And if you pay us enough, we'll come and perform the show live at your house. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? I think. Uh, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. What's uh weather's looking pretty good this week, Lexalu. It does look nice, yeah. Yeah, I mean overall. It's in the eighties? Let me look here. It's gonna be in the eighties today. That's a that's a what two granny panty forecast? Yeah, that's a, that's a couple granny panties. <laughs> two granny panties. The humidity though really does. It might be one. Really? Yeah. A one granny panty for a eighty degree yeah, day? When you add that into it. Okay. <laughs> one granny panty. <laughs> no, there we go. It's grandma. One granny panty. Real, I know. Real grandma. One granny. <laughs> one. one. One granny panty. <laughs> we had a couple uh, leftover emails. You know, we launched, uh, we're refreshing the show. Tomorrow we're launching Second Chance Friendship at 7.30. Uh, but we're bringing back permanently something that you guys all love, and that's a Dreamweaver Dawn. Uh, uh, Dawn went to the International House of Dreamweaving. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> Pancakes. Uh, uh, the House of Dreams Mm -hmm. and uh, studied many years. So we got we had some emails that we couldn't get through, and Don's going to quickly because I know you're listening. The people are listening for the answer. Do you have them right there for you, Don? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, okay. This one is from Chris Johnson. She says, or he says, dreamt my wedding ring was broken in three places, but uh, was the size of a bracelet. I was frantically trying to solder it back together, but it wouldn't hold. Okay, so this has to do with um, a marriage is representation in your dream of um, of your subconscious mind and your conscious mind. So if you Mm. dream about the opposite sex, you're dreaming about your subconscious mind, which is where you're getting messages from your soul. So um, a marriage is is a the conversation between those two parts of you. So this person, Chris has a fear that they are not, that the commitment that they've made to listening to their inner self just isn't there. Mm -hmm. And they're constant. It doesn't feel like it fits. They're not listening to their inner voice. Listen. Yes. And so you need to trust your instincts more. That'll probably, you can solder that ring back together. The reason why it's really big, it's just showing you that you feel out of place with that commitment to yourself. As they said in, Best in show. Trust your inner instincts. <laughs> oh, my just, God. Oh, my gosh. Catherine O'Hara's. Yeah. I'm just oh. waiting for a message from my inner instincts. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge's great line. Oh, God. Yes. I yes. That's her. Right. Not that you've yeah. outgrown the marriage. Mm, yes. Yeah, that- uh, uh, yeah. Possibly. Or, or well, no, I wouldn't say that. I just say that at the time, it just feels like it's not, it's not fitting correctly. Yeah. That commitment to your inner self. Mm. Okay. Okay. So Kathy emailed us. She said, I have a reoccurring dream where I'm flying and it all looks like maps. But the only familiar thing I see while flying is our cabin. And she has that a lot. Nothing else looks familiar while flying. Um, So she has the ability to um, view her life from a perspective that is sort of all encompassing. And the one thing that she finds solace in is she knows how to get to an a state of mind of relaxation and inner peace. Okay. And in times where she really doesn't know what else to do, 
she can at least go to that mental state in her mind. Go to your happy place. Her happy place. Happy place. The cabin. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's... So oh, I've had something similar. That's interesting. Okay. So it's really good if she's having a lot of things going on, at least she can find inner peace. She knows how to get there. Oh, um, that's the cabin. cabin. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's like a cabin in a, in a horror movie or something where everyone's being murdered. That would yeah. be something different. Cabin in the woods. Like yeah. a scary chicken coop. <laughs> Right. In the woods. She didn't yeah. say that, so. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. And then Liz says that last night, oh, I love it when they say last night. That's great. Um, so, Liz, reflect on your day yesterday or the last 48 hours. It said, last night in my dreams, I was fired from my job. Um, and oh. she really had to walk into the office today, and she wasn't really looking forward to it. You know, these dreams aren't a premonition. Rarely, rarely does that happen because people just don't. This is just a message from your inner soul that um, that you are wanting to make a change with with your productivity. So how she's being, she probably had a weekend where she didn't get a lot of things done. Mm -hmm. And so her inner self was like, you're out of here. We need to get somebody else in here who knows how to have a productive weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, that's kind of a that's... nice way of saying you're not doing your work. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with their job. It has to do with productivity in general. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, and it's good to know that it is not a premonition because I think some people think that the dream is going to be a premonition. That, oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I was fired in my dream, so I'm going to be fired tomorrow. Or Which... they don't. I mean, they literally will change their life depending on dreams they have like they won't fly in an airplane because they had a plane crash dream or they think their husband's cheating on them that's not it it's not happening you're not mm. predicting <laughs> sorry hate to be so harsh but it's no yeah but yeah it's all about live you. your life live your life people mm-hmm. live your life people yes. don't don't worry about your dreams don't yes. worry about your dreams. Well, I love the fact, too, that your dreams are really, it's not about the person. It's about how you feel about that person. Yeah, so, it's, it's always it's about all you. all about you. Yep. The, when you dream of other people, they are aspects of yourself. The soul doesn't really give a crap about other people. <laughs> I mean, it really wants to give you feedback. It's That's all it knows is it wants to guide you as to why you're here at on this earth at this time. Right. And is it true? I said this earlier when Alexis was, when Lex, we were asking each other if we remember our dreams. I heard the trick to remembering your dream is the minute you wake up, don't move and don't think about anything else. Yeah. Have you heard that, Dawn? Uh, I would put a notepad next to your bed and write it down immediately, even if it's in the middle of the night and you need to click on a light and write it down because, yeah, it doesn't, the more you start doing things, the more it fades. Okay. So, yeah, I would write it down. Sometimes okay. I record it in my phone in a very drowsy state. Oh, do you? <laughs> I have some weird, very weird, um, long rambling dreams that I've recorded. Yeah. Because I think that's the problem for a lot of people is mm-hmm. not being able to remember their yep, dream. That's me. You put that's a you. notepad. Yep. If you want to remember your dreams more, and this has worked time and time again with people, you get a notepad, put it next to your bed at night before you go to sleep and write the date at the top. So you'll write like tonight, you'll write six twenty five eighteen, and then you write, I will remember my dreams and then and, put your name and then my you'll dream start is... to remember them. It's really freaky. And uh, <laughs> and my dream was I went down to my basement to get a can of cream corn <laughs> and, a lep- and a leprechaun attacked me. 
That was Alexis's dream. Did we ever interpret that, Dawn? Do you? Can you even? There's really nothing to interpret there. I mean, vile. He would bite me. He'd tase me. He'd smack me in the face. Mm -hmm. He got very violent each time. Yeah, I can interpret that if you want to. What 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 is the (laughs) leprechaun? I can try. Okay, so So I'm um, cooking in my kitchen. And my in the mm-hmm. cellar is where the pantry is. So I'm going down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Every time I reach for a can of corn, mm-hmm. an angry, mean leprechaun will come out from uh, from underneath the, one of the shelves, like out of the baseboard, and then start. I never got it. Uh-huh. I would reach, and it would bite me, or tase me, or <laughs> smack me, or kick me. Okay, so so the basement. Those are your um, those are your sub level thoughts that are very. Um, they're not really. I would say that great or productive. Mm. So you are sometimes reaching. You, food is knowledge. So you're trying to. You're trying to get something going, cook something up in in your mind, and sometimes you go to a place where, and the leprechaun is an imaginary, magical, mythical thing. Mm-hmm. So much like you, Alexis, there are probably times where, when you're trying to discern the knowledge that you have or trying to create something, you get distracted by this part of yourself that is not doing you any good, but it's not real. You know what I mean? Oh so my it's, gosh, that it's so really, resonates. It really bites you. It's it's biting you. It's probably representation of your imagination and how dreamy you are. Okay, so that little leprechaun inside you is the thing that's distracting you from really taking in and creating something. You get distracted by that, and those oh, are your base yes. level thoughts. It's not what's connected to your soul. So you, but that's not. You have to realize, the and you base know within level yourself. Thoughts. I like that thought I, that that you call it that because you're absolutely. I haven't had this dream in probably what, Jace, maybe three years or so. Three years. But yeah, at the time, oh yeah. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah, that's when you're sort of all over your. All over the place, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that beautiful. Little leprechaun. That, that little <laughs> leprechaun <laughs> is representative of that. I love it. Mean. Coming up on eight forty three, we're going to take a break. We'll be back after this. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning, wrapping up Pride Monday. Woo, child! It's a long, long weekend. Many froses were had. <laughs> Many, many froses. I was drinking big gingers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And what's that again? Refresh my memory. Like uh, redheaded big guys. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? Redheaded guys. Redheaded Ooh, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice big ones. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, <laughs> whiskey and ginger ale. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. You love your ginger ale. Yes, I do. You, you order I guess it. I do drink that there and you on the plane. On, on the plane. And they, <laughs> they I, I don't know. Why is it? I, Don, what does this happen to you? you? I walk onto the plane and I think about, oh, I get to order ginger ale. Right, like, like we don't can't get it like, any other I time. Right? I know. I don't know. And I notice a lot of people on planes order ginger ale. I'm right. like, how are, what? What is this? Not I don't see people drinking it or ordering it at restaurants. No, but something at 35,000 feet up in the air. It just tastes better. Are you guys high? We can't be alone. We see everyone ordering ginger ale, like, too. Okay. I literally had this these thoughts in my head last time I flew to yeah. San Diego a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was like, everybody's going to order ginger ale. Hope they have enough. <laughs> I 
have nev- <laughs> never. You're, you're up in first class. You don't know what us order our peasants back here yeah, are ordering. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> is that is that what you order in steering? <laughs> yeah. That, well, we're close to the toilet in the back. We're getting gingies. Is that all they offer you people in steering? Is ginger ale? Gingies. <laughs> I'm very sorry, steerage people. We we get all sorts of refreshments up in first class. Oh, I don't order Diet Coke anymore because of what you said on the on the air one day that it's because of the altitude, Jason. You said that it doesn't ever settle. When they pour oh, it, yeah. it just keeps foaming, and it's it like the hardest foaming, thing yeah. for them to deal oh, with. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I didn't hear that fun fact. Mm. Oh, I. Well, the next time you fly with me, I'll I'll do like a sponsor a steerage passenger program. <laughs> I'll send you back. Nah, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> I'll send you back a Sprite or maybe maybe a refreshing alcoholic beverage. You just stay on your side of the clear uh, curtain. Okay. Well, fine. I'll stay on my side. But as you pass me on the way to the back of the plane, don't look at me. Don't nope, look at me. Yep, nope. Don't talk to me. <laughs> no eye I, contact whatsoever. No, 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 no eye contact. I just want to enjoy my free beverage. Beverage and my cheese yeah. plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is funny as I was walking past first class because I got to I I was just in one of the earlier zones to, to get on the plane pretty quickly. Uh-huh. I, I was looking at first class and there were already water bottles out there. And I go, hmm. If I just take both of those. <laughs> They you won't know that one that? of them. And then I'm like, well, do I take it from the first row or do I take it from the last row? Because then the oh last row God. will already see all the water from the first five rows. I didn't do it, but I, that did cross my mind. You little you thief. thief. You right. little I thought about thieving, okay? Oh I didn't we, do it. She seems so innocent. hydration in first class. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> right. I'm sitting by the toilet in the back. With her gingy. With my gingy. I do ask for the whole can, though, because I just can't handle you that. You do? Yeah, I do. And luckily, they're think very those kind. greedy people. Oh, they're so kind, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, then we get you get another one when it comes back? <laughs> you get glassware, too. That's we the get, other thing. We get real silverware and real glass. <laughs> they actually hear classical music up there, and we don't. Yeah. It's not even in ear pods. It's we just... actually have a piano player in the first class. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's gonna lose it over there. You got a baby we, grand up there. We have a we have a woman that comes out. She comes out right after we get to cruising altitude and starts playing the piano. Oh yeah, there's, there's a guy that pops standards. out. Of the, yeah. yeah, there's a guy that pops out of the toilet that takes out his kazoo. We love oh, it, don't great. we, Don? He's like oh. tooting away. That's 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 great for yeah. steerage. That's Sometimes fantastic. there's two of them. Oh, that's that's really nice. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys! What we have uh, somebody coming in to promote the next show. Oh, hey, I wonder if oh, he's, he's not ready yet. He's oh come on, get it together! It? You can't hear him. Well, I, I mean, wonder if he gets ginger ale on, on the okay, airplane. Okay, okay, I'm here. Well, Steve Patterson. <laughs> That's enough. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs>
Josh is here. Hey, great. Yeah. Donna and Steve. Hello. Steve. Uh, hello hey, there, Steve. friends. Um, so we, Donna and I have a few things to chat about today. We're going to be starting with what happened after the Pride Parade. Okay. There were a couple of things. Donna and I went our separate ways. Yeah. And um, I, found, I found myself in a bit of an uber pickle. Uh-huh. Donna oh. uh, had an extremely opposite experience than I did and had a, a oh. really, really pleasant thing. So it's a tale of two Uber stories. Ooh, two tales. Oh. That yeah. happened uh, after the Pride Parade. So we'll be talking about that. Oh, and then don't miss this. Mm-hmm. At about 10.45, Donna is going to ruin everybody's summer by talking <laughs> about all of the toys that will kill your children. Oh, my oh. God. So oh if you're not gosh. excited yet... Yeah. Guess. Wait, little parts, dr- drugs on them, uh, drool, how about, dirt. Uh, here, I'll spoil oh one. My gosh. Slip and slides. Apparently, <gasps> apparently, many people have gotten paralyzed what? using what? slip and slides. That they run Whoa. into either a hard object or even another kid. Oh my gosh, it isn't that a rite of passage for children to get ripped up by a rock? It just before paralysis. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, I didn't know it went that yeah. far. Neither I did I. we just needed a band-aid. Donna's here to ruin things. Oh, oh that's no. That's a good okay. Uplifting Donna. It's going to be really good. You're really happy. Fantastic. Oh my gosh. Happy wow. Monday. <laughs> I wish I could listen. I, uh, what am I doing? Oh, jeez. Oh. Okay. Well, thank Ooh. you, Steve. Donna and Steve coming up next with their uplifting episode uh, about ways to hurt your children. That's right. Uh, uh, that's gonna do it for us. Uh, uh, that's gonna do it for us up in first class. And those two back in steerage. Oh, we're back there too. We got our gingies. Don't worry. Right. I have my vodka soda and my my artisanal cheese plate. Oh. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your your pretzel bag with two pretzels in it. It's a snack mix now, okay? Just pretzels, bye. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.